Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast, where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the show, a very special show. Uh, It's been on my mind for a long time. Uh, Our guest today, Mike Porter, is a yacht broker. I know, two in a row, pretty crazy, but when you're on the East Coast, that just is kind of how it goes, uh, intermingling with The people who drive the force of boats changing hands, new boats being built and getting to their owners for life-changing adventures. Well, I've wanted to sit down with Mike for a long time. He and I have been friends for close to 20 years now, um, and we've actually collaborated quite a bit, uh, everything from... The early days of day working down in Fort Lauderdale, living in crew houses, uh, hoping you don't get stabbed in the middle of the night. Uh, (laughs) Back in those days, it was a little rough and tumble. Um, All the way down to the islands, down in the Caribbean, working together, hooking each other up with different jobs, things like that. Um, All around, Mike has been a really, really great friend. Somebody who, um, you know, not only... Not only is there just as a friend and a great person to hang out with and chat with and spend time with, uh, which is very, very valuable in this world, uh, but also someone who shares in the industry of sailing and uh, can be quite a great connection as far as, you know, when you're not, I don't want to say down and out, but if you're in between things and you're looking for new projects and you're looking for new opportunities, um, you know, that's sort of uh, the world that we've sort of shared all this time. And it's amazing to connect up with him again and be in his lovely, lovely place up here uh, on the East Coast. And it is, it's fabulous. It was great to sit down with him. And uh, I was really, really excited that it was going to be the 200th episode. Oh my gosh. I can't even, it's hard to, it's hard to really believe that the podcast has continued on this long. You know, when I think about the early, early days and when I went out on, I believe it was the 2020 voyage was the first time that I decided, Hey, I'm going to go record some stuff out there and then I'll bring it back. And you know, that was, uh, that was a while ago. That was the early I don't want to say the dark days, but uh, I think that was the inventive days, trying to figure out something to do. Remember, that was the height of the pandemic and everything. And essentially, you know, I got sort of shut down on the whole speaking thing, which was just taking off and needed needed to do something, um, you know, sitting around and, and sort of um, being upset was not going to help me in any way, shape or form. And so I started sort of plotting and planning and thinking and trying to learn how to do all this stuff. And it's been a bumpy road. I listened to, if you turn on some of those very, very early podcasts, the audio quality is pretty bad. Um, the conversations, at least with some of the people were, were definitely, I think worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a learning curve for sure to try and suss this whole thing out, but I think we're getting to a spot, you know, uh, And being at 200 episodes where I think things are kind of shaping up, you know, Uh, looking forward. Obviously, what I would 
like to be able to do is uh, jump back and forth between a solo podcast where I'm just sort of talking about events and things that are going on uh, for me and sailing or anything, and then counterbalance that with a nice conversation with someone and, uh, you know, an interesting, uh, just something interesting to sit around and talk and, and share experiences and all that sort of stuff. And that's sort of the goal. And whether it's going to be a one week thing or, uh, twice a week, we'll, we'll just have to sort of see as we go into the winter, it's always sort of an interesting thing, depending on where I am, the access I have to a lot of guests and stuff. And, I know it's, uh, you know, as the intro says, it's everyday people, but a lot of everyday people don't want to be on the show. They don't think that they have the experiences that uh, sort of can be shared um, thoughtfully, and, and they're dead wrong. They're dead wrong on that because everybody that I've ever sat down with, it always ends up being really, really good. And so I implore anybody who listens to this podcast and uh, gets an invite onto it or uh, knows somebody else that might be really good, let me know because I'd love to sit down with them. If it's if I'm able to travel and get to the place where they are because I do like that aspect of this show that I don't really like to phone them in. I know we did that with Randall Reeves. Uh, he was definitely an exception uh, to the rule when it came to that. And I do hope one day to be able to get all the way out to the East Coast and be able to sit down with him for a couple of hours, probably. Um, and it would be really cool to do it on Mo, his his lovely vessel. But, you know, we'll have to just sort of see how that goes. But uh, I do want to rest assured, I, I definitely plan on continuing forth into the future and having this sort of voice in this platform. Um, like I said, it's it's not always just a, oh, I got to put out another show and I got to do another show and uh, trying to, you know, generate this, that and the other thing. It really has become a part of part of my life, I guess. Um, you know, the solo shows are a great way for me to sort of condense and uh, condense what's going on, wrap it up, also sort of dissect it in a way, which sounds very strange to say you're going to condense and then dissect. But I kind of do that. I like to I like to talk through things. As a solo sailor, you end up talking to yourself a lot. So I think maybe that uh, muscle memory kicks in a bit when I turn the microphone on for a morning show just by myself. And, uh, you know, it was, it was interesting at one of the talks I gave, uh, people had asked about, you know, all the video and stuff and, and me narrating through on the video sort of out there alone talking to this camera by myself and uh, wanted to know more about that. And especially on this last trip, um, it was sort of, I used that space as a way to sort of collect myself. So, you know, you're, you're sitting there alone and hour after hour, day after day goes by and, you know, you, I sort of have a tendency sometimes to just get weird and a little bit, um, let us say solo salary out there. And that's okay. That's part of it. I enjoy that part of it. But if you were to try and uh, relay that and, and, and with this last trip be, being so stressful and having the events take place that took place made it, uh, I don't know, it was kind of one of those things where it was nice to turn the camera on, sort of slap yourself around and be like, all right, get your stuff together, buddy. Let's, uh, 
let's put out a, a quick little three minute video about this and what's going on right now and let's try and make some sense so it was a a good sort of refresher maybe um it's like taking a nice cold shower and having a realization um and being like oh okay no i'm not going crazy uh i just needed to shape up a little bit so that's in a way uh what this podcast has sort of done for me in in various times and such where I'm trying to figure out what to do, where to go, how to build this thing, how to build anything else. And it allows me a few sort of um, just a, a little chunk of time that then I can I can sort of reflect and talk through what the heck's going on. And there's a lot of times where I, I sort of have a question in my head of like, what am I going to do? And with this, and then I do the podcast and suddenly by the end of it, I sort of have my game plan and it's shaped up. So, you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe it's other people as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's been fantastic. So I really, really do appreciate that uh, other people find it, find it uh, useful or helpful or entertaining. Um, you know, even if it's just background noise and you just sort of enjoy the sound of my voice, which I couldn't even fathom, but uh, it's, it's nice to know that, that people like it. And when I get the emails from people and all that, it's, it really is, uh, that's a big driving force into why I want to continue to do it because I know that, Hey, if it, if it's inspired people, I, I think some of the best emails are definitely people who have gone out and done various adventures sort of saying that they're prodded on by me. Uh, maybe I was like a little tipping point for them. And hey, I'll, I'll take that all day long. One little, the straw that broke the camel's back, if you will. Uh, it feels good to sort of play a small role in that because if I can, if I can, like I said on that uh, little TV uh, thing, um, which I, I guess I could throw the link in. I don't know if I put the link in the last one. Maybe I'll do it in this one. I'll take a look. Uh, I did this small interview for Channel 4 News up in Detroit, an NBC affiliate, I believe. And uh, I think one of the things that I had said of, of why I like to go around and do these presentations and you know have the book and stuff was that if I can, if I can change somebody's mindset from I'll do that someday to I'm going to do that today, then it's all worth it because... You know, it was those books uh, that I read on those deliveries long ago that uh, edged me towards wanting to go out and do these big trips and take these adventures and take on these challenges. And, you know, it's uh, it's wound me up with a whole lot of great experiences. Uh, I'm still sort of in flux as far as trying to build something that uh, is very sustainable. Uh, but, you know, hey life is, life comes at you and you just sort of go with it. You can grit your teeth and say, I don't have, and I don't have any of this. And oh man, woe is me in, in a lot of aspects. And, and there's times that I definitely do that, but you know, you got to enjoy the ride because you never know when you got to get off the old train. And so, you know, you gotta, it's all, a lot of it, I think comes down to perspective, but I don't want to wax poetically here uh, too much because I, I do want to uh, pump this show out because it, it really it was fun sitting down with pork chop. I think I think I came into this wanting to just have some fun and uh, have some laughs, talk about you know our history together, and get into some of the 
some of the stuff that that Mike does now, um, and we sort of bat it back and forth. It's it's actually pretty fun. And I think there is some informative stuff because you know answering that that invariable and that's the wrong word I'm sure question that comes up uh, of how did you get into sailing and how how does one be able to break into this thing and so we kept trying to like circle back to that a little bit and uh, through various different stories and experiences and it was it was a lot of fun to just sit down with him and uh, he's been a lovely host staying here at his house uh, absolutely phenomenal and it is interesting you know I look at this place it's really really cool uh, and you know, seeing, seeing how Mike has, uh, sort of done what I'm trying to do where, you know, he's, he's sort of built something. He's found the place, uh, where he wants to stay. He's, he's doing great as far as a career and, uh, and life in general. It's very, very, uh, inspiring and it, it makes me want to get to work and, uh, push it a little harder to try and try and get to a, a spot like this. But, um, yeah, fantastic. Hopefully you enjoy this show. Uh, but like I always say, before we start our show, I have to do my plugs. Got to do it. Uh, if you want to continue to support this podcast, I super, super duper appreciate it because it is fantastic. It uh, is one of the other reasons, obviously, that I like to keep doing this show is that it uh, generates a little bit of income not only for me, but pretty much 98% of it's going straight towards Mighty Sparrow and getting her, you know, ready to go and uh, and get out on the ocean again. And yeah, with things like needing new sails and a whole lot of other stuff on board, I'm going to I'm going to be heading down there pretty soon. Um, it really helps. It really helps. I mean, obviously, I have to work outside of this and do a whole lot of other stuff uh, to fill in the gaps. But Every bit helps, so I really do appreciate every little bit. So if you want to join that family that's about 50-something strong, uh, follow the link to the Patreon page, and uh, you can hit that up right there. It's always, always very, very helpful. Other than that, with the old merch line, I am going to say this about the old merch line. Uh, the one that I chose to, to do, go with, because there's a few different places that that allow you to design shirts and you know, they, they take care of all the shipping and everything. You don't have an inventory. I don't do any of that sort of stuff. Um, you know, it's pretty limited. I'm not going to lie. I've been surfing around some of these other ones and they got, you know, all these zip up hoodies. They got all this other stuff. Um, you know, I don't want the junk, uh, you know, there's, there's enough junk in the world, like, uh, mugs and cups and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but shirts, it's clothing. Hey, you know, at worst it ends up, uh, putting, uh, something clothes on somebody's back you know, years down the line. I don't know. There's something a little useful on that. So I'm going to stick with that. But I do think that I may be switching over so that I can carry a much wider variety and a bigger selection of, of stuff. Because, you know, right now I'm wearing the zip up hoodie and I love it. Uh, but it's the original designed one, which eh, I think, you know, it's good. I like it for sure. But I want to be able to offer it in all the different um, designs and I can't do that. So you know, it's not uh, all that great. So in any event, right now it's all still the same, but uh, quite possibly we might shift it over. And if we do that, maybe the prices will go down a little bit as well. I'm not sure. I haven't investigated too much, but we will see. So possibly some big changes to come on that. But for the current merch line, you can follow the link in the description as well. And uh, other than that, if you want to contact the show, 
If you possibly have somebody who you think might be pretty cool to be on the show, that would be great. If uh, you just want to reach out and have a question, obviously I'll take that as well. And uh, if, per chance, you have a club or event or a library or a school or something like that that uh, might have a little bit of a budget to get me down there and do a presentation, whether it's going around the world or if it's uh, this last voyage where I learned so much about uh, how to deal with crisis management, all that sort of stuff, well, then hit me up because I'm on the road now and will be for the next few weeks and uh, into the winter. So, hey, the possibilities there. It's a pretty fun show, and uh, you can reach me through sailingintooblivion.com. Follow the podcast button and uh, click contact the show. Other than that, without further ado, that was long-winded, but thank you, 200 episodes, holy smokes, I cannot believe it, I can't wait to get to 300, Uh, that'll be pretty fun, but I'm trying to enjoy this one right here, right now, so without further ado, my conversation with Mike Porter. So it's one of those things where, you know, you try and get sort of comfy where you're, wherever you are, and then you bring that mic in. Kind of close. You literally want it like you want it touching your mouth. Not that close, but close. Like, like Taylor Swift. Probably no, not quite. It's it's actually kind of interesting. I I've never had a chance. Well, I've had plenty of opportunities, I suppose, but to like mess with this thing and really dial it in. Sven and I attempted to do that yep. at one point, and uh, I don't know. We just never. It never. I think the audio qualities fine for what we're trying to do i believe but yeah essentially about two inches i've listened to a few of yours and they sound wonderful all right i haven't listened to all 200 you haven't because (laughs) up until this point right now i haven't listened to 199 either we are on the 200th episode oh (laughs) holy cow i honestly i never i never imagined uh well, I guess I imagined that I would get to this point with the podcast, but I didn't, you know, you sort of are like, oh, I wonder what it's going to be like, 200 episodes, when's it going to happen, blah, 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 but feels pretty good. What about 300? Well, come on, man, we got to enjoy this one, jeez, <laughs> it's like I, I tell the story about going around the world and everybody just wants to, they're like, well, what are you doing next? Well, right now, I'm just happy I'm alive. It's about um, the journey, not the destination. Well, and that trip was a while ago now, so, you know, I'm kind of... was. It was a long time ago. You know, I'm milking that horse. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I have the new presentation. But uh, cheers, Mr. Cheers. Uh, Mr. Porter. I Do you want to... Oh, should I use your... Should we use your full name? Yeah. Or, yeah. Because yeah, sure, I mean, whatever. You, know, I you never know. Somebody might be like, oh, I'm looking for one of those uh, one of those boats. And uh, yeah. Then yeah. he listens to this and decides, no way. Well, we can pit you against John, Glenn, and I'll, I'll keep you guys both updated. I'll be like, well, wait, John, poor chops. He's, I was uh, going to say, you did two two yacht brokers in a row. Yeah, yeah, I know. Unusual. You needed need to use car salesman next. Yeah, Just right. The, the sleaze balls of. <laughs> I'm going to get a, a county fair uh, tilt a whirl carny <laughs> come on the show. I'll bet you that'd be actually pretty interesting. Like, how does it work? Give me the yeah. rundown. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, it is, it's fantastic to have you on the show because I, I think going back. Are we know, live? 
Oh, yeah, we have been. We've been oh, recording okay, cool. for two minutes and 47, 48, 49 seconds. Great. I don't know. I'll probably go back and find the perfect spot to nail this down. But once again, welcome, Michael Porter, a.k.a. The Pork Chop. <laughs> We've known each other since I... Do you remember the first time we met? I do. Yep. I give do. it to me. When was it? Uh, well, you don't have to give me the date to I age don't know us. The date. Because uh, we don't, we're not ageists. But I don't know. Do you the remember the situation? I was on the swimming dock. At oh, you do remember? And you showed up in your whaler. Yes. And I was like, who is this Yahoo showing up in his whaler? And I introduced myself. Yep. Because I knew I was told that you were a person that I needed to meet. <laughs> I can't remember. Do you regret that? No, not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> when you think about all the things that we have done and we have been through. Over all these years that, yeah, I mean, that would have been back in sometime 2008, 2009, yep. something like that. It was after I left mm-hmm. that job and went down to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. but I was coming back for, you know, whatever end of the season stuff. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. Worked the, the swimming dock with yeah. Jess Potman. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And yeah, it was great. And then I worked boating every year after that. Yes, you, you did. We hired me at Bitter End. We infected you with our glamorous sailboat lifestyle. When I when I started at Michigania, uh, it was very difficult to get into some of the more preferred areas like boating. Whatnot. Yes, not yes. the same these days. Um, but uh, so I was told by the then director, uh, assistant director. What was her name? At that point, uh, before James, I'm not too sure, um, but only use their first name. We don't want to. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter anyway. Uh, I was told that I needed to put my time in at, you know, a less desirable area. Oh, no, really? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, no, I only work there if I get to work boating. (laughs) Only. I want to do it. Well, I think one of the, the nice factors of that job compared to some of the other ones is just the the level of monotony. That can come with repetition in some of the other areas is uh, can be a little bit difficult, and Big we time. just didn't really have that when when you're dealing with teaching so many different types of lessons, so many different people on so many boats in so many conditions. It's like playing the lottery. There's a million combinations. Yeah, big time. Yes, but did thinking, get, I did have a great tan that year, though. Yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm sure you did. When you sit on a chair under the sun every yep. single day. Yep. Big time. Guns out, <laughs> sun's out, guns out. Something like ready that. Ready yeah. to go. Because yeah. you would have been just a young pop, young feller. Yeah. How you, what, 20, 18, 19? Uh, I think I was 21. 21? Okay, yep. there you go, there you go. Yep. Well, one of the things that I was so excited about having you on this podcast, and you know, it is, it is pretty ironic, because I've been thinking about having you on the show for a long time. I was like, man. Porter would be a great guy to have on here. He's in the yachting industry. We've had all these experiences together over all these years. Great guy. Salesman. Gift of gab. <laughs> you know, all this stuff. I know. I know. I'm laying it on thick here. Promising yeah. stars. I hope right. to deliver the moon. Um, which you know all about with the whole sales thing. But the, I was just, you know, the fact that it is the 200th, which I'm very excited about. Uh, but also it was just... One of the staple questions that I get more than any other is how you get into sailing, how you get into yachting, how you get these jobs, how you get any of that sort of stuff. Like, 
And I mean, geez, we have done so many different facets of all of this industry. It's uh, it's been a hell of a journey, man. I mean, from Crazy. that from that moment on that dock where I came over and we met, I mean, we've we've done a little bit of everything. It almost seems like. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> I mean, after after I graduated from Michigan and was it was two thousand nine and nobody was hiring anybody especially not young, recent college grads <laughs> that didn't know what they wanted to do for well, a Yeah, because it was right after the crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was working at... You want to pull that just a little closer? Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and I, I was working at Nordstrom selling men's shoes. Oh, it was men's shoes? I've always yeah. told people it was women's shoes. No, men's shoes. Gotcha. It's not like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, nice reference. I, re- <laughs> I remember emailing you or you emailed me. I f- forget how it all worked out. And it was like, just come down. There was this hurricane. You've got construction experience or whatever. Oh, like, I've come down Earl Earl. Yeah. Yes. And like some of the docks were like needed to be rebuilt. It was nothing like Irma. Uh, no. It was just like super minor damage. But it was like, oh, we'll get you down there on that. And it was like, great. And talk to Dolores and like get a work permit. And then I just like sat around for months while, <laughs> while the work yeah. permit it's kind of moves uh, <laughs> like the sands of time yeah. down there the bureaucracy yeah and then met you know sam and the guys on princess chloe and uh the guys on you know some of the yachts that red sky some of the boats that you know spent a lot of time down there the regulars and my student loans kicked in at around the same time and it was time to what like you had to pay him back yeah oh right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. and it was like this salary here <laughs> so i think it was like seven bucks an hour yeah, plus tips at yeah. the time yeah so i was like, like oh god <laughs> so well because uh, i mean when you were at nordstrom's you must have been making hand over fist it was you know it was fine it was fine i don't know it was it's a, it's a great job but you know it wasn't teaching sailing in the Caribbean. Well, that's the thing. I mean, that was sort of the trade-off, that whole idea of like, you know, you work at the national parks, you get paid in sunrises and sunsets. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, you know, decided to be fun to go figure out how to run boats and all that good stuff and captain and now I sell them. So. <laughs> wow. Boom. All right. Done. Great fun. to have you yeah, on the yeah. show. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That went well. Uh, let me uh, okay. Let me let me hit you up with uh, a question. Um, what what are some of your your favorite memories from being in those crew houses down in Fort Lauderdale, <laughs> oh. Florida, baby? We did. We, Am I allowed to say the name of? Yeah, oh, I don't think it's a thing. The, yeah, the Bluebell Crew Motel. It's more of a warning for yeah. those who <laughs> might follow in those footsteps. I I mean I started. In uh, a place called the Bridge Two, mm-hmm. I don't know why. I remember I there the was bridge a one. there was a knife incident there. there was or a something knife, like that. a little yep. stabbing. There was a lot of cocaine use and stuff like that. Not mm-hmm. by me, um, but I had been there a couple of times on different, you know, in different winters and stuff like that. Because you know, it's a great place to find work on yachts. But it's also a great place to just sort of hang out and do nothing. In between until, deliveries. Yeah, until somebody picks you up. But a lot of people had pretty bad habits. And it was, uh, I don't know, I guess you could say that it was filled with some ne'er-do-wells. Oh, yeah, big time. I big think we time. paid, we had that 
like two bedroom place there. And I think between you, me and Adam, we paid like 150 bucks or a hundred bucks a week or something like that. I think so. Like yeah. It was so it cheap. Was dirt. It cheap. was so cheap and we didn't have any money. So that yeah, was fine. Cause we essentially just went down there to go and work and, you know, find gigs um, I was there getting my STCW and, and yeah. Hunter Ton and all the licenses and trying to figure all that out. And yeah. And then I joined the Marlowe. I was working, uh, I joined the, um, those folks, um, where you delivered there. Uh, we did that Gemini 35. Well, <laughs> you and Adam Danger did that. trip. Yeah. And Adam then and you I. guys delivered the, um, I think it was an, Ocean Alexander or something that, that was couple? on the way back. So oh. we went, we took a Gemini 35, just absolute, mm-hmm. like Crabby. really a nice lake boat, beautiful day sailor. Um, yeah, you across guys should, the you ocean. should have died. <laughs> you guys definitely <laughs> should have died. No, that, that we, we ran into essentially a gale and, uh, the Medusa passage or whatever it is in between Dominican Republic and, and Puerto Rico, that area. And uh, Mona passage, Mona passage. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, yeah, it was a little, little sketchy, a little sketchy. We almost got yeah. turned over. Uh, it was pretty, and then we cracked all the, all the supports and the struts and all that sort of stuff. Basically, it was falling apart around us. Yeah, the, the Gemini guys aren't going to be happy about the. the well, t- I, t- hey, man, it's a reality. <laughs> the situation maybe yeah, it was that a one-off. Boat never should have left the factory. It's, <laughs> that, yeah, I think it was a tuf tough. Uh, but yeah, once we got down there, we were able to hook through. You know, another another friend of ours, Helgus car that's it yeah Just that ocean, right. ocean alexander so yeah rich and helga taking that's us it. across and we we had such a good time it was like i i always have this sort of thing that i talk about how you know you get to a nice sunny day out at sea what makes it really good is when you have to go through like two weeks of terrible weather to get there because then you get to that sunny day and it's like the most brilliant thing in the world well you know we take that gemini down there and then we take Helga's car back, and mm. that thing was sweet, dude. And very comfy. We got into the Bahamas, and we were all having so much fun that they extended the trip because they wanted to show us around a bit. So we ended up taking what should have been like Going four to Iguana day. Island. Yeah, and all that we stuff, went to yeah. see the pigs and the iguanas and all that sort of stuff, and all the lemon sharks, and and that was the first time I had ever really been properly through the Bahamas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that was that was uh. That was sort of the one gig that we got out of that year. But we were sitting in what was it? We went to Mary's. That was a crew house. Mm-hmm. That was terrible. That was yeah. like a lady's Well, and it was house. expensive too. And it was expensive. And she was pretty. She was on us. She was on us. She was on everybody. And there yeah. were still some ne'er do wells there too. Well, I love part that of word, ne'er do well. It's, it, <laughs> it's a good one. It's a part of the industry. It is. It <laughs> so is. It's right? not a lot I'm of, not really doing anything. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. So Helga's car and then the folks from Vanish, Maynard and Vicky called. I, and oh, I yeah, joined yeah. the 85 foot Marlowe. Right, right, right. And, and you joined as what? Just a, a crew at, at first, right? Or a mate? Yeah. They, they'd been through a couple, uh, sets of captain and like wife or girlfriend, like team things. And, um, he could run the boat and I was, you know, knew sort of what I was doing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I was by no means like. Well, you fake till you make it. So you know. <laughs> well, or, or just yeah. give it. You have to give it the effort and and be ready to learn and, you know, all that sort of stuff. They wanted. They got exactly what 
I think they were looking for, which is a guy young and, and excited and ready to travel and with nothing tying him down. And yeah, yeah, no anchors. Eager to learn and, and you know, somewhat of a brain, I guess. Somewhat. <laughs> sharp as a Ginzu, buddy. <laughs> so that was amazing. Totally changed my <laughs> life being with them. And, and well, and how, how did you link into that? That's that's the question. Like people be like, "Well, that's great. Yeah, you went down to Florida, but how did you actually do it?" Oh, uh, I actually had really good luck with the crew agents um, down there. So that was through one of the crew agents. Yeah, like crew one. seekers, crew finders, all those. Yeah, guys. it was one of the smaller ones up in Palm Beach actually that ended up placing me. And I remember one of the bigger ones didn't uh, get me that job because they had you know mentioned that they were looking for someone with you know more, oh, experience, more experience than what I had on paper or whatever. But I mean, if you well, the a lot of people don't one. factor in the 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 experience at Bitter End and Kamishigania as meaning anything. Which yeah, yeah. In yeah. the reality of it means quite a bit on an eighty-five foot boat. It's not a hundred and sixty or two hundred and forty footer, like where all you need to do is polish. Yeah, yeah. all the time. So what, what actually, do they the, call it? you're like a chamois technician. Chamois technician. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm a chamois tech. No big absolutely. Deal. So some yeah, of the bigger so boats that I worked on shiny. before that was yeah. uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, Which one was didn't that? Didn't want to do that. Uh, dude, no idea. Many. Yeah, too many. What what boat did? Well, and and I guess on a, a little bit of a side note, that was a life changing experience because we did finally get to meet a true gem, a true pinnacle, an oracle, if you will, in the yachting industry. Rob Wisniewski. <laughs> oh, Wisniewski yeah. jet skis. That's right. That's right. He was just a character. Like he was he was one of those guys I'd say he's like one out of a hundred in a place like that. As far as just Yeah, there were a couple good good guys in good that guys, yeah. in that crew house and in that he was in my STCW. Oh, um, that's right. And Nick, who ended up on uh below deck and um Oh yeah, that's right. Um, good dudes. Like there's some, there's some pretty good dudes down there at the time mixed in with the, what's your word? Ne'er dwells. Ne'er dwells. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I think my grandmother like would like that. Word. I know my, well, I learned it from my mom. She was like, <clears throat> Oh, a true ne'er dwell. I don't want you hanging out with him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Rob went and worked on a big boat for a while. Um, yeah. He went on that one like that was like, blue yeah, it was a blue and white type hall. Oh, I can't remember the name they were of just it. Just in Newport the other day. Can't remember. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. still roaming around. I guess they travel quite a bit. Um, and that was a big one because I remember him talking about like being. Oh, I was in the harness all day doing the superstructure, yeah. right? Or right. like doing you know shamming or yeah. not shamming, but uh, the squeegee on the windows. Yeah. Still don't. I don't think I've ever been able to clean a window correctly on a boat like that. Where you, it's you no are definitely spots. not uh, yachty type. No, and I mean that in the nicest way. It just, I dude, I did it a couple of times. I had that one gig, <laughs> and I got, I, I ended up taking a gig in West Palm Beach, off of, I think it was the internet, or maybe it was out of, you know, Dock Walk or something. I was like the first person who called, mm-hmm. and the guy's like, oh yeah, 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 we got like three months worth of work. You live on the boat. The owners might be in and out, but it's just me. I just got hired on. Book your tickets. Come on down. We're, we're just going to, we need to polish everything. We need to redo the decks um, as far as like clean them all and then re put, you know, I think we were putting the seat tall or something on there. Who knows? But, you know, 
a good amount of work for one person to do. And I got down there within like three days and I get in the car, the guy picks me up and he's like, okay, here's the situation. I just quit. And the owners aren't here and they just want to do like a background check on you. They're happy to have you stay on the boat as long as you pass that. But we just got to do this. So we, you know, cause I'm leaving tomorrow morning. And I was like, uh, okay, cool. And they, they did it and they, you know, I went and they, he basically was like, well, there are all the cleaning stuff there. You know what to do. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. I don't know what to do. Yeah. And boom, <laughs> you had no I, the owners yeah. did come down eventually for like a week or two. They hired another captain on who was super cool. Um, but I ended up being there yeah, for three months. And the first, I don't know. First, it is amazing what you learn on those bigger boats that like you never really, I mean, we were out polishing the scuff marks off the car today right yeah you know, yeah, with yeah some cleaner wax a little colonite nothing nothing a little colonite can't solve so well you got see that thing so. i mean you have to be able to do you have to you have to do the cheats the reach around or not reach around so you gotta do the cheats <laughs> you gotta do the uh you know the the workarounds, workarounds. yeah, yeah. whoops um <laughs> Or else you'd have to freaking paint those boats brand new every single year to make them look like that. And yeah. there's tricks and tips and all that stuff that you can. Uh, you just got to be interested in it. To but you interested do, yeah. in, and you, you got to have an eye perfection. for like yeah. detail. I mean, yeah, yeah. I will say, um, you know the the superstructure stuff. Yeah, I never really got excited about doing that. I just I I looked at it and I'd I'd be like, man, it's clean enough. Uh, if I, if, and that's, I would do a full day or two on like, you know, a boat comes in and needs like day workers. I don't mind doing that, but like, I would never, I don't think be able to take a job, uh, at my age and with my experience or anything, or even in that situation, when I first got down there, I could probably do it for like a year and just gut it out to try and bump myself up. But yeah, I mean, I was actually pretty good though when it came to engine room cleaning. Hmm. Yeah, that's where I cut my teeth years mm. before you and I got mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I spent Not a lot for the of time. Of heart. Yeah, no. And yeah. You, you smell, I can almost still smell simple green. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. the air and just feel the cleaner of choice. Feel the drip of blood down my knuckles <laughs> from rubbing it yeah. right into, you know, yeah. some super sharp. <laughs> zip tie that's been clipped off oh my gosh well that was the cool thing with uh like uh, sam and the chloe guys was like man they they kept we were here in newport i mean that was my first delivery i was a total idiot knew nothing and was like i can remember the owner saying that i was only there for like the uh, I was like the jester. I was like there to keep <laughs> there to keep morale up yeah, at yeah, the time. Right. Everybody seems to like you. We so. went to dinner. It's like, well, this guy's useless. Besides <laughs> keeping everybody happy. And, uh, um, but yeah, like there's a place uh, for that. Yeah, though. Right. There truly is, man. <laughs> but like you know, Sam was teaching me how to. We took apart all the winches. We clean every little thing, and it was like very much like here's you know. And Sam is a good teacher, great teacher, and yeah. he you know I'm. I don't know how much he learned from um, Hanger and all those guys, but um, I'll bet you a good amount, man. And but you know, I was just I was just an idiot, and it was cool to like apply yourself to something that you cared about, which was making a boat work the way it's supposed to work and be clean yeah. and all that. And it's very very simple. And you know, it was totally a weird time in my life where I had no idea what I wanted to do. And you know, then we went to sea for. 
you know, two weeks, which for you is nothing. But at, for me at the time was crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Crazy. Bet, right. Like, and I had no idea I was getting Did you myself get any, into like sort of cabin fever out there where you're just like, dude, we were really far. No, I mean, we're on the humongous 65 foot yeah. catamaran. You did, did you have like video games? We played stuff? video games. We had puzzles. We had, it was, I was so spoiled. It was basically like, it was better than any powerboat delivery. So, so I'm there so alone with my little world yeah. band transistor radio trying to tune in the BBC. And you guys yeah. are playing Grand Theft Auto. We were playing full-blown video games <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and they're having a blast. Yeah, I'll yep. bet the sextant didn't come out, did it? Nope, not nope. at all. <laughs> nope. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. We caught a bunch of mahi, had a blast, went down to Bitter End. And, and not to like keep trying to draw back, but how did you end up sort of nailing that experience and getting that job? Totally by chance. Somebody like bailed. quit, bailed or couldn't you, make it or whatever. Right and place, I right was time. like the last resort mm-hmm. and it was like oh, that somebody had told one of the guys that I might be available and they called and I was like, yeah, <laughs> sure, man, I'll do it. What do you need? What do you need again? Passport. All right. <laughs> I got it. What else do I need? Because you were down there working, right? No, this was, I was uh, in Minnesota at the time. Oh, oh, like, that's right. Okay, okay, house. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was always, uh, that always surprised me when so I Right first, after college. Yeah, when I first started doing that stuff, I was, I was a little shocked when I was like, oh man, they actually fly you to the boat and then where you go and they'll fly you back. Yeah. I'm like, isn't that expensive? And somebody wanted to, at one point was just like, do you see the boat? Yeah. See how expensive that is? It was great. It's a, like a tiny bit of money to fly you around, especially coach, buddy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, that was a cool experience. And um, yeah, led me, I guess, like everything. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just, it. it's another, like, it's another piece of that puzzle of, you know, getting to a point where you have a, a, a pretty decent wealth of knowledge and experience in sort of that yachting industry. Cause that's, I've always thought that was a really cool part of this whole game is that, you know, you can, there's so many avenues you can go down. You can, mm-hmm. you can go down the mega yachts, you can go down to the boats, sailboats, you can go racing, you can go cruising, you can go charters, you can go instructing, you can be an engineer, you can be a stew, you can be a boasting, you can be a captain, you know, you can be a broker, mm-hmm. AKA <laughs> the pork chop. <laughs> Best deals in town. <laughs> no deals. No deals. You can live in the Caribbean. You can live in Newport. You can live on the West Coast. I mean, it's, but all, all of that, as, as diverse as it is, is all interconnected. For sure. And like, you know, property management, like things that people don't even think about. Cause like you start You're working on a yacht. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, you yeah. want to run my house? Like, no, you know, well, this guy quit. So yeah. Like, how yeah, much? I want to move ashore. Cause that's the big thing in yachting is like you work on the boat, you clean the boat, you fix the boat. It's always dialed in. You're and young, like, what's fancy free. Like the next step is to go work on a bigger, fancier boat. Maybe. Or, or try to start a family or do something yeah, different. So if you want to get to bit. shore, then you have to pick one of the other avenues, which is, you know, those are that that's the tough part because you're working on this boat full time mm-hmm. with all expenses paid for everything, health care, everything. You don't need to buy anything. You don't need a car, you don't need a house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You In fact, the less the better. 
but you can't have those things either. You can't have a dog. You can't have a house. You can't have a wife or a girlfriend. Usually, I mean, a lot of people do it. It's but, tough. You yeah. know, if you're if you're you know traveling the world, I don't know. You know, how great is that going to be? So, yeah. um, and you're always going to want to be there. So, how do you get from this thing that you're doing every day to something that maybe is more sustainable? House, wife, kids. If you want that, not everybody does, but. You know, the yachting industry going from you know, zero expenses. You see these guys with the Ducati and like a condo in Miami. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Condo right. here, like, cause, and they never are there, but like, just buy, stuff, just buy yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, you got plenty money, of money. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when there's expenses, you want to go move ashore and they go start a yacht management company like I did, which totally flopped and wasn't what I wanted to do, but got to deliver some cool boats up and down the coast and realize that. I didn't want to own my own company. Yeah. And then. Did you start that with a bunch of people? No, just me. Oh, I was, was like, oh, I'm just going to run some boats. Yeah. And had a couple guys, uh, owners, like yacht owners, um, like Grand Banks East Bay's that I would manage. And, right, right, right. And it was just to do it the way I wanted to do it, which was it being like high end and high level. I needed to hire people and I needed, couldn't do everything yourself. No, no. Trading no. time for dollars. One boat is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was like, Oh yeah, a bunch of smaller boats would be fine. And it wasn't. And, um, so that was, um, the deliveries were great and all that. I mean, that's you know, re- relatively easy work. Um, easy by hey, risking your life, pal. Yeah, but I don't know what you know, you're talking about maybe <laughs> on maybe on like some eighty foot powerboat, <laughs> freaking trolling the old gin pot up the coast. Yeah, but that was pretty easy. And then I we, we were, <laughs> <laughs> right. Remember, we're supposed to be having yeah. fun. <laughs> this is not an interview, pork chop. Uh, this is uh, although I'm getting some great stuff. This is good knowledge. <laughs> this really is. I, well, think about it. I mean, put yourself in the position of you back there. You know, you're 19, 20 years old, trying to figure out what the hell you want to do. Sounds like, boy, I sure would be fun. Go out and live in the Caribbean, see the world, get paid to do it. You can go work hard, whatever. Yeah. A couple old salts here talking about it. Dude. <laughs> Look, a couple old dogs. How old are you now? I am, how old am I? 36. Oh, man. You, you, 36 you years young. Just yep. a pup. Yep. I got you by eight years, man. Oh, that ain't bad. Yeah, well, that's a lot of mileage. <laughs> In those eight years, a lot of mileage. When I was 36, well, no, not 36, 38 was when I left to go around the world. Wow. I turned 39 in the Indian Ocean. Okay. Just after, after old tropical cyclone Irving, which you uh, were guiding me through. Fine, sir. <laughs> Thank I remember there was like a tiny island. Yeah, Amsterdam in the island middle in of Paul. nowhere with yeah. like a little tiny uh, cove in it. Cove in it, and yeah. I was like, "Dude, if I were you, that's mm-hmm. where I'd be going." Yeah, typical oh, yeah. power boater, right? No, <laughs> Just, hey, yeah, honestly, I I had to have all escape. options uh, I could in that section because I didn't know I I did what you're not supposed to do. I cut right in front across the T mm. on the path of that. Um, and essentially got myself right onto the wrong side of that hurricane. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I, I escaped the most of it. All I got was that one knockdown. Yeah. But it was really, really close. Had I had I been, if the sea state would have been just a bit choppier, because it was super light wind for about the five days before that, mm-hmm. 
if it had been any choppier and it would have stalled me for like a day or two, I would have gone right through the center of that thing. Yeah. And it was, I think, blowing like me. I'll tell you, it's very hard to weather route when you're halfway around the world and the guy who you're helping weather route is going five knots. <laughs> and you don't actually know exactly yeah, where they are. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like looking at a lat long, <laughs> trying to figure it out that with was, the yeah. in-reach lat long, hoping it's accurate. And that yeah yeah no true I mean I I and I'm sure there there must have been part of you that sort of was kind of like I don't want to be responsible for well what happens to this guy I mean you guys were both you I, were the I, one that made your decision to sail yeah, around the world you guys were just giving me solo without a water maker that was up to you well I had a water <laughs> well I had an emergency you know quote unquote <laughs> water maker do you remember what I told you. Yeah, yeah, Before yeah. you left? It was like, get a water maker. Like it doesn't rain one. that much out there, dude. I know. Well, I know, but like... It, now I, you know. <laughs> I would have been now... Well, and that's the thing is I have I have a new one of those water makers, quote unquote water makers, uh, and that one seems to be working great. I've used it quite a bit, mm. uh, but I also, I take an extra like 50 gallons. So I used to only have about 75 or 100 gallon capacity and now i have about 140 gallon capacity or something makes all the difference <laughs> all the difference in the world mm -hmm. yep but it, it also it depends on where you're sailing man i think the water maker on vanish made like 65 gallons per hour per hour yeah nice. that was nice wow yep that'd be pretty that'd be pretty handy great. i well hey you know what if they weren't so expensive uh i probably would have gotten that one that uh Catadyne makes oh, yeah. that's yeah. an electric 12 volt one. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make much. It's essentially my little water maker. Yeah, it's a little piston pump. But instead of me pumping it, a little tiny motor does it. Yep. But it's like four or five grand if you can even find them anymore. Mm -hmm. And essentially, that's, uh, you know, <laughs> I can pay 1200 <laughs> for one that I just pumped with my hand. <laughs> right. To produce one They're gallon breaks every, after every the hour. second time you use it. No way, dude. This last <laughs> one, this last one's uh, been pretty good. I think. I think one of the issues uh, was the salinity of the water I was trying to pump, but we don't have to get into that. It's a lovely painting over there. Thank you. That's how I changed the subject. Now back that's, to you. That's up in Maine, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, dude. No, I see that. Which the the when I failed at starting my yacht management company, I joined up with True Course Yachting. Uh, guy named ben up there and mm. i basically forced him to hire me oh nice and uh, i am good you <laughs> i was like find you out. need me you will and i think he listens to the pod what's up ben if you're hey out there. shout out ben <laughs> nice <laughs> um and joined up with them and ran a bunch of down east boats like all over maine and all over the east coast Penobscot and gulf of maine all over the place every single day different boat different owner different so you really saber mjm back like everything you've ever heard you've got of. the lay of the, the coast so to speak out here yeah did you say you know it from hatteras to the gulf of maine uh pretty yeah pretty well. well done the done the trip north i mean the florida run, run from florida to maine is kind of second nature after all the runs that i did and coast on power boats on power boats but yeah, 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 you're doing, you know, stopping each stopping night, stopping each night, stopping each night. And we're not talking sure. intercoastal. I mean, you some probably know it. that as some well. of it. Yeah. <laughs> From like Norfolk, oh. Norfolk to Beaufort is you, know, you try to do that. You do that on the intercoastal. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Which nope. is a little break there. <laughs> Thank you. Need a refill break here. Oh, okay. Hey, well, feel free. Feel free. Because I, I, I want to, I want to tee up a little something. Um, you know, as we gave Ben the shout out. Yeah. You know who else likes a shout out on the show? Good old Sven. And you were, you were telling that story about the. Uh, oh yeah. The epic night sale <laughs> and his. Yeah, I met, victorious. I met your brother Sven. Uh, and down at Bitter End, first I think time for the ever. first time, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think your parents were down there. Uh, could have been. Yeah. Did the I mean, three of them come down? A, maybe we had a great family rate down there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely phenomenal. My parents took advantage of that as well. <laughs> yeah, hey man. Um, and we went night sailing, and Sven, uh, like I'm always, I'm a terrible sailor, so I was always following you everybody not, else and was trying whatever. to, you know, middle of the pack, try to get to uh, what is now Oil Nut Bay, um was the eventual destination. And yeah. We would set a fire on the beach up there. So it used to just be mangroves. It's glorious. Yeah, it was great. Um, and Sven was like, no, we're not going outside the reef. We're going way, and we went way inside, like by the cliffs where you would never go. And we got there to the beach 10, 20 minutes before everybody else. It was crazy. <laughs> and I was like, this guy Sven is like, a freaking magician. He knows he the wind. Uh, yeah, wind he, awareness. <laughs> <laughs> he must smell the wind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, you heard it here, folks. Sven Rand. <laughs> well, we got Adam. a shout-out Adam then, too. Shout-out to Adam. Shout-out yeah. Adam. Shout-out Sven, Adam. Shout-out Jim Bob. All friends of the show. They've all been on. It's uh, has. Well, no, Adam and I have have attempted to do it. We were always doing it when we were trying out new equipment and all that sort of stuff. And there were some, you know, stupid issues with that. And we we messed around uh, one year. I was up there, or both of us were up there for a bit. And we were were doing these little morning shows, but they were just goofy. You know, we were just kind of having fun recording our voices. Sven and I, the original podcast that he and I did way back, way back before I ever sat down with people. That that show will never see the light of day. Good, yeah, probably. Yeah, we're just. That's, I don't even. We got so Adam's not ha, hasn't been on the pod yet. Uh, I don't think any of the shows we've done the audio was good enough. So we, yeah. yeah, we ended up not not throwing any of them out. So you know, eventually it'll eventually it'll happen. I'm sure. But, For sure. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of friends, a lot of family, people I know, people I don't know. Um, it has been it's been a whirlwind tour in a lot of ways. Two hundred. 200, 200, lest we forget that magic, magic number. So you did, what, 272 days at sea? 271, man. How many times am I going to tell you that? Oh, I was close. (laughs) It could have been 270 if you would have come in the night before instead of sailing around outside of Gloucester. Well, they, I mean, I did, I eventually got becalmed. I mean, I, I will never forget that. I mean, I ended up, I, as I was trying to get towards gloucester for a while i had like spinnaker up it was there was a swell but the the i remember it the remember it came was, out in the morning well in the morning it was the yeah. evening before i had some like crazy i was totally flat but calm that lobster boat came up gave me a chicken salad and then uh <laughs> and then the wind sort of picked up towards the <laughs> evening i'm sailing there's like dolphins around all stuff I didn't take any footage of any of that stuff by that point i i had one thing on my mind that was like getting in but I remember I probably could have pulled in, um, but there were a couple people that weren't there yet that were flying in. Yeah, no, I remember discussing so, it with you, being yeah. like, "Nah, you just gotta wait till you the just morning." Just gotta wait. Just gotta wait. 
anyway, you know, it was kind of funny. I, I thought I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's like, you know, when Knox Johnson always tells this story about, you know, he's he's headed in. And they're like, well, the Duchess or something, you know, is getting her hair done. Can you wait a little bit? And then he sort of slows up, but the, the wind shifts. So it ends up taking like six more hours or something like that to get in there. <laughs> it's just like, dude. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's not something you want to hear from anybody on shore. But at the same time, I don't know. It worked out fine. Um, but, yeah, you were my... Uh, you were my the the greatest pizza delivery. That was good pizza delivery. Yeah, came out from you came out from Marblehead. Yeah, it was uh, Salem. Uh, or Salem, yeah. Buddy of mine, Matt, has uh, Riballo there, and mm-hmm. with a what I now know is a questionable engine, but I didn't know that when I was you know, <laughs> went out to the boat at four. Hey, they're all whatever, questionable. And, and <laughs> fired her up to come out. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, came yeah, up, yeah. like sunrise came out. And you're like, where are you? <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm the only one. I got sails up. <laughs> That's pretty funny. It was an eerie sea, though. There was a bit of haze, a bit of. I got some fog. good photos from that. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. You might have you to. Putting uh, all the, the sails or your uh, flags up and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super fun, man. Yep. And that was, uh, it's just, I don't know. It was, the, it was definitely a good feeling. It was a little nerve wracking. I remember there was one point where, like, everybody sort of peeled away because I was motoring slow. To mm. get that last because we had to get in there before a certain time or else the harbor master wouldn't let us use the dock because it sure. was that whole greasy yeah. pole or blessing of the fleet or whatever but uh for a little bit like a bunch of boats were around me and then they all left and i had a good maybe 30 minutes 45 minutes of time to like collect myself and savor the flavor mm-hmm. as you know Gloucester and everything sort of in the distance but um yeah that was you were the you good were, times. yeah. You were the first one to to meet up. I think so. Says a lot, right. man. <laughs> Friend, ship. <laughs> and then I think Irma. And, yeah, Irma and Jim, Jim came Bill. and they were like, "What the hell is he doing yeah. here?" <laughs> Poor <child. laughs> What the heck? They had the important stuff. They had the actual fuel. Yeah, yeah for your yeah, yeah, engine that hadn't Are been you? started in two hundred days. Uh, no, I the last time I started the engine was like day two twenty, so maybe almost two months it hadn't run. Yeah, but it was one of those things where I. I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember if I, I shut the engine down as it was running out of fuel or if I didn't. So I didn't even know if I was going to have to bleed the engine and all that sort of stuff. Right. That sweet old Perkins, baby. She just keeps right. She coughed. She spit. She smoked. But then all of a sudden she fired right up. I couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. I could not believe it because it had been foggy, too, like the day before and everything. And those solar panels weren't getting any juice. Right. So, yeah, who knows, man? I didn't have a lot of electrical things on that boat either, no. so didn't... Uh, Can't imagine. Didn't need them, man. I'm telling you, my first delivery was video games and yeah, you know, yeah. popcorn. <laughs> like, you know, like rereading we, novels. <laughs> we were deciding how we wanted to cook the mahi. <laughs> In which way? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> like, I don't know. Well, and and let me pose this question then. What do you who do you think who do you think gained more uh, life knowledge? What between you and I? Yeah, dude, that's the hardest question. <laughs> that's I don't. A thinker. There's, I don't think there's any way to quantify or that it's competition. Obviously, but yeah, I don't think there is because totally different. different yeah, totally different, different parameters. Different different sectors. 
And again, it's the same thing as as the theme goes. You know, the outing industry. It's just it's like a splayed out, cut up chunk of three strand that got wrapped in a prop. That's <laughs> how it's inner. It's intertwined. Yet it's exploded and it's everywhere. I was talking to James at Michigania um, about like the the, the boating st- like the boating people that have continued on into the the same industry versus like some of the other program areas that you know people just went on and got regular jobs or whatever but like yeah. the boating area in particular um and the sailing center and whatever with Nick and Dobbs and yeah you know all these Well Dobbs is in are, real estate now. He's not uh, Yeah, but like uh, but he did. Yeah, I mean, shout out Dobbs friend yep. of the show had yep. on last week, 2 weeks ago. But that's all I mean, he lives in the Caribbean like Well, yeah, that's you know, true. Like, the evolution he came down and worked the bitter end. Yeah, yeah. He was at, a pro. He was working a pro. at a summer camp, which like a, a ton of people do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like growing up and then end up with whatever weird program area, arts and crafts or whatever. You know, yeah, end yeah, up yeah. doing that for the rest of their life or or some some offshoot. Of well, that, I know? think that's the thing with the whole. There's like a romantic stigma. I just like driving the Jeep Willys. <laughs> oh, really no, I'm talking. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> Boy, I was wishing they got that thing going again. I still, I that's it's one of the goals I have in life, and it may sound to own one or to get yeah that. to own one. I well, would. I they're not that expensive. Yeah, I know, but I, you gotta like have a place to put it, and I don't want to, you know. Be like, hey, hey, mom, can you uh, can I put this in your garage? Um, you know, you gotta before you get a Jeep Willys, much like you know, before you get a dog, you gotta have a yard. Mm. Before I get a Jeep Willys, I gotta have a driveway. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily need a garage because the tarp will do. Is this a segue? Are you telling us something? Oh no, huh? I don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> what? Oh yeah. Like, if anybody knows anybody out there with a Jeep Willys, no. I and I've met a couple people that they you know their families have had one forever and they barely use it or whatever. But it's in the you know it's in the New garage. Hampshire has like tons of them. Yeah, you pull know, up Facebook Marketplace yeah, they're like everywhere. Every couple uh, weeks. And my buddy Dave Boone, friend of the show, shout out Dave. Uh he he can rebuild a truck or vehicle from the tires up, hmm. like in a matter of days. It's pretty impressive what he can do. His knowledge is insane. Um and yeah, he's always said, man, if you find one, just bring it in. There's I'll, a I'll totally captain I met out good. on the vineyard that I met through doing a MJM delivery. And he just did a wicked cool one really? just this last year. Yeah, super cool. See, the problem, on Facebook. The problem is, is I just can't. Uh, like I said, I, I can't bring myself to to getting one of those if I don't, you know, if I don't have a place to put it. Hmm. And you yeah. gotta have a place to put it. Well, I got so. a driveway. You can feel free. Oh yeah, right. You I'll might, just use it. My, yeah, you buy it, and I'll no, use July, it. Yeah, right. Be great. Well, see, that's where I mean, I. I have a motorcycle. I have no qualms being like, hey, man, can I park my motorcycle behind your shit? Yeah, right. Because that thing doesn't take... It's like a bicycle. It's just a little wider. Sure. But Jeep Willys is... And Jeep Willys, much like Sparrow, needs respect. I think. I think they're they're a a wonderful enough machine that they actually need some respect. I agree with that. Nice. Thank you. Yep. Well done, sir. It was always a rule whenever you're standing near the willies you have to have a body part on it you have to lean on it yeah, yeah put yeah. a foot on it touch, touch it. it 
I had a good Respect. couple of sits up there. Yeah. Yeah. It's up there by the pole barn and it's everything. Not running. Nope. Nobody cares. Uh it's it's just yeah, it's not, not running. It. They they I begged, I begged and they wouldn't they wouldn't fix it. Yeah. But hey, you know, is what it is. Maybe one day, uh maybe one day they'll they'll throw it in the deal or something like that. That sure would be nice. <laughs> I'd love, honestly I think that would be like one of the coolest things if they're like, dude, I'll tell you what, soccer's just gonna rust back here. How about how about you take that as part of your or your pension? I'd be like, hmm. I can broker the deal. Ooh, there we go. There we go. <laughs> See, it's a round world. You learn your trade. <laughs> you get into it. You go down the tangled web of weaves and all the sort of stuff. You find yourself slaying in that, and then you broker a deal for this thing. Man, the universe, dude. I don't know if you're going to like the commission, though. Oh, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shoot! Well, how is uh, not to switch gears by any means, but uh, how is uh, how you like living up here in Newport? Oh, it's fantastic! Yeah, we love it. Um, it's a little busy today. A little busy. It was busy in town for, today for an October, October nine. Oh yeah, October nine. Uh, I think so. I'm on my game there. It no, is. it's not October 9th. Because what? Yesterday, yesterday I did October that. October eighth. October eighth. Yes. <clears throat> yep. No, it was a little busy in town. Cruise ship season here in Newport. Mm-hmm. The leaf peepers. Yep. But, uh, you know. Did you see that maple over the there? You know, it's great because people in the industry are always, you know, coming in and out of town. So it's great to see friends. It is a mecca. Not, like, yeah. And you know, selfishly, I don't have to travel then. You know, everybody comes here and says, hey, I'm in town on this boat or whatever. Cool. That's how I Stop got by. here. Yeah. Except not on a boat. Stop by. Say hey. Yeah. Spend the night, whatever. And, uh, well, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Spend the night. You told me I had to get a motel room. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Porkchop and his lovely, lovely wife have been nothing but hospitable. Mm. We just had some nice burgers on the grill. Yes, we did. We had a nice outdoor fire in your, mm-hmm. your outdoor standalone fireplace. Yep. Next to your koi pond. <laughs> Don't... It's not a koi pond. It's not an Airbnb yet, so we don't need yeah, to advertise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the address again? One day. Yeah. One day. <laughs> I had a little trouble finding the place, though, I'll tell you that much. I, You know, it is funny. I get lost a lot when I drive, and uh, I blame those. Do you use Google Maps, or are you just you're I trying use to... whatever the car has. Oh, um, well, that's probably car's a problem. got a pretty fancy one. I don't need... I, don't, I you know... Guy can sail around the world, but he can't find a. That's you know. the joke. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Ha, ha. Um, <laughs> I'm just if I had, if I had the for the wherewithal <laughs> to, uh, or the forethought to bring my atlas from the boat, which I forgot, mm. then I would be fine. I I used to be pro <laughs> at that. You know, talk about talk about like texting and driving back in the day. It was fully acceptable to have an atlas or a map unrolled on top of the steering wheel as mm-hmm. you are like trying to locate the little road or highway you're on and pay attention to driving. That was never really talked about. There you're, was no documentary made about that. You're dating yourself to me. Well, that's fine. <laughs> hey, I'm an old man, 44 man about to turn 45. Yeah. I got about uh, three months left. I don't know what I would do without Google maps. Going to all these weird marinas all over the place. I still have to ask people directions a lot. I mean, case in point, I had to call you. Yeah. 
You're already uh, on the street, though, so it's fine. Yeah. I just thought, I don't know. I have had, have you ever had an AV send you off in the wrong direction? Yeah, that's why I don't use Apple Maps anymore. Got to go Google only. Ooh, take that, Stephen Jobs. Oh, it's not his fault. Okay. <laughs> take that, Waz. <laughs> <laughs> Waze is good, too. Oh, same thing. Do you call yeah. it Waz? It's Waze. No, Waz is in Wozniak, the oh. founder of Apple. Oh. Hmm. Hey, the buck stops with those guys, all right? Sure. Yeah. I'm just saying, man. <laughs> JS and over here. I actually heard that uh, that the Apple Maps is much better now, but who knows? Whatever. Doesn't matter. I honestly, I there there was one point where I had, I think I was going close to New York or something, and I had plugged in the map thing that was on the car, but I also had my iPhone mm. plugged in, mm-hmm. and I really they were quickly giving was you like, different directions. I was like, oh, I want to go to da da da, and I I did that in. But both ladies were talking over each other. And one would start and the other yeah. one would go in, but I, they were so similar. I didn't know which one was which. And I couldn't get the one to stop. And You can change their accents, you know? I, and then it's like having two girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. For the lonely, <laughs> the lonely yeah. speaker out on the road, you know? Don't tempt me, man. It's a, it's a different sort of lifestyle out there, but it is kind of comparable to that whole idea of like a delivery skipper. You know, if you were if you were able to be like a solo delivery skipper, you know, yeah. get get around the whole insurance safety thing. Um, very unsafe. Very unsafe. Like, no, hey, uh, we'll do it on cheap. I'll take it down myself. <laughs> Made it around the world, man. I was uh, joking with Nick about that recently, actually. Oh, we really? Met, we met this guy on one of our trips that would like just drive the these sport fish boats from the flybridge with a five gallon pail. So he didn't have to go down below oh, really? solo. Like, well, <laughs> like, yeah, yep. we'll be all right. We'll be yep. fine. Yeah. I don't know. There's not a whole lot safe, uh, about that as far as, you know, when you're sailing somebody else's boat. Right. It's really, I mean, I, I don't think it's that unsafe to sail my, my boat alone. Uh, I really don't. I'm, I'm, I'm totally pretty different. Totally was, different. It, it, totally it, different. It was a little unsafe on this last trip. If that boat went 22 knots or 30 knots, like, you just can't physically do it. Well, that's true. Unless I'm ripping down a sick set of waves in solution. <laughs> what is your top speed ever reached on 20.9 knots registered on the GPS? And I have were seen... Were you at the helm at the time or were you asleep? No, I was down below. So it's a misreading on the GPS. No. Definitely not. That freaking boat was shaking like it had received a lightning bolt of 1.21 gigawatts of boat speed. It was nuts. And also, it was at a point where that prop was still freewheeling. I mean, that transmission must have heated up 20 degrees just on that surf alone, bro. Bing. I have seen... Now, here's the only reason why I, I definitely have been on deck where... We have a boosting surf, like a big steep wave. Bow drops down to a point where you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're going to pitch Unsafe. ball. Yeah. Well, West Sales, the bow is so rounded. Literally, it looks at the trough of the wave and bounces. It's just, I mean, it touches the water. And it's like, Gunk. but that bow wave that comes off. Yeah. It almost engulfs the actual bow spray. I've never seen it do that. Um, 
she takes off. I've seen 19, 18 knots mm. plenty of times. Not and not like, oh, a flash in the pants. Like 18 knots holds it for a little bit. I mean, yeah. It's uh I think it's flash in the pan is the Flash in the pan, flash in the I'm pants. Just, Same know. thing, man. Oh, can't, <laughs> can't focus. <laughs> hey, it's episode two hundred, man. Two hundred. Who am I to Who, correct? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Jeez. It's time for a drink break. Yeah, no problem, man. Um, you go ahead. And I'll I'll continue on with a nice little uh, sea shanty. I'm watching the 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 enigma that is Mike Porter walk through the uh, kitchen. A little bit of a limp. He had uh, his Achilles tendon let go on a insane basketball court incident. He's going in for, was it an alley-oop or was it a, uh, just one of your standard slam dunks? Who knows? Who knows? We'll all just have to ponder that. There was no video captured. Would have been nice, but. Yeah, thankfully. Second Achilles tendon tear. I don't recommend it. Yeah. I mean, does that, is that, is that one of those things though, where it's kind of like, Hey, you know what? Maybe you have weak Achilles tendons. Well, we. Obviously, know genetically, that, know that now. <laughs> and I'm not being mean. I'm just trying to, you know. No, definitely. Uh, obviously, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Not yeah, anymore. Like, Did they yeah, put some got, uh, some spectra or some yeah, they, in there? They sew it up with some spectra. But, I mean, basically, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, Like legitimately, is. it's super like, duper strong. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so two repaired Achilles now. Nice. And uh, bionic man. Something like that. Yeah. Do you yeah. have any other, uh, you know, redone body parts? Uh, do I? No. A couple broken fingers and whatnot, but That's nothing it. like that. We're, uh, you know, we are kind of entering that age where, or at least I am, where it's sort of you start to kind of have to calculate some of that stuff in. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, uh, I have the skeletal structure of the Wolverine because I've never broken anything. Really? Never. Not even a nail. <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> no, I've broken a nail, but I have never broken a bone uh, in my in my body. I think possibly I might have busted my toe, but you yeah. never know, you right? Know, you know, it, it sort of swelled up and it stayed that shape forever. Yeah. So I, I figure it's okay. My pinky. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ooh, yeah. I can see that. Look at that. It twists over. Yeah. Yep. I got a few. I got a few twisties. Yeah. The the Achilles is no joke, though. Definitely. Don't yeah. like take it easy out there. Remember when uh, uh, this is a PSA, public service announcement. Yeah, if, if your calf is you know a little little tight on the on the pickleball court or basketball court, just take take is the day that, off. So is that what happened? Yeah, it feels like your calf is like feels like you you need to stretch your calf. Uh huh. Well, for me, I shouldn't say for everybody. But yeah, both were very similar. It's like ah shoot, you know. You go do put your two hands against the wall and go to stretch your calf, but it doesn't really like help that much. Uh-huh. That was pretty identical in both oh, of wow, them. Like, wow! It's like the Achilles was ready to rock. And, yeah. Holy smokes! I I feel like that's just one where you would unless it, unless it's actually happened to you. Oh, like when you would never. So Aaron Rodgers, your the New York Jets quarterback, just tore his just a couple oh, really? weeks ago in the first Holy game of the smokes. season, and you can tell by like. The way he was walking afterwards, it was like, oh, well, I think I know what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <sighs> this, like, shuffle walk that you do when you can't 
well, actually lest move we your forget foot. the old uh, incident with the, the slab of rock shelf that almost severed uh, Captain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he and I were sitting on that together. I remember this story. Yeah. Again, my reflexes have been akin to Wolverine for many years. <laughs> <laughs> I somehow avoided that. Uh, some might say I caused it, but I definitely didn't. I mean, we were both sitting on a rock ledge. We weren't expecting that to happen. Hmm. Yeah. But I do remember um, he fell and I landed on my feet. And the first instinct I had, we had a couple of cocktails and such, but I pointed and I laughed as hard as I could. Like, ah, you fell. Then there was a lot of blood. So yeah. that that yeah. quaffed that real quick. Yeah. That was a pretty sketchy night. But hey, luckily all those people came to his rescue, got him down to the hospital, and zip zang boom. Got it. Got it. Got yeah, it. it's not a place to get, you know, I was thinking about that. Not a place to get injured. The BVI? Yeah. The islands in general. Yeah, yeah I don't know. When I did the first one, I was in Georgia, the, the state. Yeah. Um, oh, not the country in the middle of Africa? Not the country. No. But it seemed like it when I went to the doctor's Georgia office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think uh, I think the country of Georgia is if we whisper, an African no one country. Will be able to turn there. I think so. Showing turn off my ignorance. On. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, episode two hundred, man. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Get that bush light cracked open. Oh man, I do wish I I so wish it would be so great if I could literally do like a cut in where I was like I crack into one of these and I'm like today's episode is brought to you by Why can't you? Well, cuz you got to get sponsored by. Them. Oh. And they were, you know, paying for it the time. Yeah, that's never sure going to happen. Sure would be nice. That's I you know, happen. I did reach out to them uh when I got back from that trip cuz I took those pictures of me rounding Cape Horn with my BL. The one I saved for months and months, but they responded, congratulations. But Oh, they did? They did say congrats? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they said, unfortunately, we can't endorse uh, using our adult beverages while being on a boat. Hmm. Which, you know, hey, rules are rules. Interesting. Yeah. What about while through hiking the Appalachian Trail? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure Didn't carry up. many of these, though. That, yeah. that, that would be more of a... Uh, Bacardi adventurer, adventurer, Jerome Rand. Adventurer, uh, yeah, that's the way to approach <laughs> it. Adventurer, I'm an adventurer. Yeah. Oh god. No, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But I will say one thing, sir. It's been an interesting go for as long as we've had it. I hope it continues a lot longer. The podcast or our friendship? Our friendship, the podcast, life in general. <laughs> Yeah, the whole thing, the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> well, it's been this like kind of adventure because, like you said, I mean, you know, we were at a time I was obviously a little bit older, and I've been doing some of the, you know, the Caribbean, the instruction, the professional sailing stuff for a little while, but we were all still searching, big time. And I think, I think when it comes down to it, really, the big thing is is being willing to just take that leap and go. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be Fort Lauderdale. I mean, it can be Antigua, it can be St. Martin, it can be, you know, uh, West Coast. Doesn't even have to be a place. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just pick up and you go to the place where the boats are. And I I think honestly, and this is what always comes out of my advice for anybody that wants to get into this industry at all, go walk the docks, go to where the boats are and start talking to people. 
Well, and take and take a chance. I mean, when when we moved up here, you know, I was making good money doing deliveries and you know, running boats and working for True Course and a couple other things in between, and still uh, ran van- Vanish for the sale and then for the new owners of that boat, and then Ben, the now uh, different Ben, but owner of East Coast Yacht Sales company I work for now. Yeah, uh, I was running a boat for. Uh, an East Bay 49 for him on a survey sea trial down in Sarasota. He was like, Hey, have you ever thought of being a yacht broker? And I was like, hell no, I don't want anything to do with those guys. Nothing. Wow. That was no your way. first instinct. huh? No way. Not me. That meant- and he was like, ah, you know, it's kind of tough down here in Florida, a little shark tank. Like mm-hmm. it's not like that up in new England. It's great. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not what you think. You'd be better at it than you think, like all this stuff. You do have that gift, man. And I was like, nope, no way. And then he, you know, kept on me and we kind of kept in contact, but it was like, ah, no, no, not for me. And a couple months later, Alex came home from work and was like, I think I'm ready to do something different. And I was like, okay, let's move. And like, just like you're saying, take a chance, do something different, shake it up, like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be sailing around the world. Just like figure out something that's a challenge for you. But it could be, it could be, it could be. I don't recommend that to anybody. And, um, you know, called Ben and was like, oh, you know, let's give it a shot. And I always thought, you know, if it doesn't work out or if I hate it or whatever, then yeah, I can change it. But well, I'll be in Newport, Rhode Island. Like I can do whatever I want here. Yeah. Like I can run boats and do whatever. And um, there's a confidence that you have that is quite incredible. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a, and it's it's well earned after after going through and doing all the stuff that you do. Yeah, I just think that it's always going to work out if you work hard enough at something. It's going to work out in one way or the other. Rainbows and butterflies uh, floating around. Right? Am I wrong? No, you're like, not. Well, you know, if you put your mind to it and yeah. want it to happen. If you don't I, and you don't like it, then you just go do something else. I believe you are 100% correct. Yes. But Alex, when we drove up here with the U-Haul attached to the Jeep, she had never been to Newport. Oh, really? Literally, we drove up here, moving up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a she chance, never, Never been here. You guys weren't married at that point, were no. you? No. Just boyfriend and girlfriend. Wow. Yep. So she she literally was like, when she came home, that I was like, oh, I'm ready. You know, I think I'm ready for something different. And I was like, all right, where do you want to go? Like, I'm, you know, rubbing my hands. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I'll go anywhere. Like, what, you know. Were there any other spots where you think like Annapolis? Or? Well, she, she was like, I said, well, where do you want to go? And she was like, well, you've, you know, been to a lot of places that would work for what you want to do. So you pick a place and we'll figure it out. Which is a lot of trust to put in somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> and sure. uh, I said, you know, Charleston's cool. It's a cool place, fun place to live. I said, Newport's really nice. Maine is incredible. Long winters. Long winters um, up there, yep. And I, I always really enjoyed New England and did from um, my uh, mom summered out on the Cape when she was a kid and my dad summered in New Hampshire. So, like, had kind of some history in this area. And as kids, we'd always come out here. But, like, I mean, I grew up in Michigan. Like, I don't know. But I wasn't going to move to Michigan. Um, 
long winters up there, man. Yeah, right. Sailing exactly. season is real short. So, and Ben, Ben gave me a choice. He had he had said, "Would you want to live in Annapolis?" Because at the time they were considering opening an office in Annapolis, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Ah, I don't know. I'm not. I don't think so. I hadn't spent enough time there to really know." Um, we now have an office in Annapolis. It's great. Nice. Um, yeah. And yeah, moved. Just basically moved here to Newport and haven't regretted a single second of it. It's amazing. Amazing. Wow. Yep. There you go. There you go. So, okay, man, I, I've always shout out to Alex for trusting in me. Yeah. Right. No, for sure. Even though I didn't know what I was doing. Shout out to Alex for making that uh, banana bread, too. Oh, yeah. It's breakfast and it's dessert. It's that good. <laughs> you can eat so that nice three meals a day. <laughs> yeah, right. No, that's, I, I don't know. It is pretty amazing. Yeah, taking that sort of leap of faith and then finding that spot that you like. And I don't know. I mean, you know, when you think about it, we've we've done that that leap a lot of times to a lot of different places. Some of them work out. Some of them don't. Um, well, they yeah, usually don't work out until they do. Until like, they do, yeah. Just they like living at the spot. Bluebell Motel, you can't say that that was, you know, oh, a boy. time when we felt successful. But no, at the end of the day, uh, it led, you know, always leads you to where you go. Well, and that's are. the thing, you know, you can't be shy. <clears throat> you don't want to just bury your head in in a screen or something like that when you're trying to find these things. You got to get out there, talk to people, and just. Just chat. You'll never know what you're gonna run into until you get out there face to face. Well, and I know you, it's not easy. Get but on Helga's car by you know a friend of a friend, friend of a friend, being in the yeah. right place. But you had to yep. be out in the world to do that. We we would have never picked that up unless we were already down there. Yeah, having taken that other one. I don't know. It's such a funny life. Just has that way of being this. You make that one move, which then leads to the next move, and obviously it's you know needs no explanation, but. It's when you don't make any moves in the first place and you're just stuck. Yeah. You got to make that first move. And once you make the first move, then you're you're already on your way. Like you're there. You're yeah. not in that place anymore. You've moved. Wow. That's wow. super deep. I'd say profound. <laughs> Episode 200, man. What do you expect? That's it. It's a new podcast, folks. It. It's a new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we are uh, we're past an hour, believe it or not. Oh, wow. It goes by pretty fast. It, it sure does. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's easy when you're having fun, and I I do think that uh, maybe when I roll back up here mm-hmm. and uh, go do that last talk up on Cape Cod in November, I might have to peel by, do a follow up pod. We do a follow up pod, wow. and maybe do one you know that's actually uh, not just celebrating the success of my podcast, <laughs> two hundred episodes. I don't yes. know if I told you two hundred. Two zero zero, but uh, also you know talk a little bit more about the yacht broker game, and maybe Oof. maybe you know John John and I we we got into a little bit of it, not a huge amount, um, you know, but it it's always I think it's always kind of an interesting take because there's a lot of people that are out there that I think you know want to get boats, they want to make that leap and all that sort of stuff. So any. You know, without having to call somebody and actually talk to a broker or anything, just hearing some of the experiences, some of the highs, the lows, the do's, the don'ts. Sure. It's always a uh, a welcome sort of thing. So that could be pretty fun. That would be super fun. Absolutely. Okay. I never pass up an opportunity to talk about boats. 
Uh, yeah, I get that. I get that. And that's probably a good thing for your profession. <laughs> Quick story. We, uh, I was down in Florida with uh, uh, some clients that have now become very good friends and um, friends with their kids and the whole thing. And we were driving. I forget if I picked them up at the airport or whatever. Or they picked me up. And we were driving from like, we went to the, flew into Tampa, went and looked at a boat in Tampa, and then we're driving down to like, Naples. It was a decent drive mm-hmm. on the west coast of Florida. And we're driving down and about halfway through the drive, uh, the wife is <laughs> in the back. She goes, Will you guys just shut up about boats for five seconds? Like we literally <laughs> we, we were in the car for an hour and a half. We've been talking about boats literally yeah, the entire that. time. And she was just like, Shut up. <laughs> That you know what honestly that you could trace that all Pretty the way funny. back. Remember, remember the olden days back at uh, at camp, and you know you get a oh, enough yeah. boating staff together, and the, the conversation went straight to boats, and that's all we talked about. And people, anybody else that was in that room was like, "Dude, we uh, used to have a rule that you couldn't talk about. You had to like you stop. Like, yeah, like yeah. The if 10, there were other people after yeah. work with the." With the bush light to right, right. talk about the day, and then that was it because it just you just it consumes yeah, you. Yeah, it consumes you. Yeah, it does. And, and it at really the end does. of the day, you end up well at camp. You end up like just bitching the whole time about one thing or the other. And yeah, maybe you guys did. We talked about sailing technique. Maybe that was oh. why we were just so on top <laughs> of it. No, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, I think uh, yeah, I think that that wraps this one up. But um, I, I thank wanna, you for having me, dude. Thank you for for doing it. Like I, I always, I always like to let the the guest of the show know that um, I value your precious time. You know, money comes and goes, but time can only be spent. <clears throat> and you spent it right here. Yep, appreciate that. I really do. Well, thank you for spending your time with me. Oh, hey. I think you might be the first person who said that. Oh, well. all you past guests in your pre two hundred episodes. You spent a lot of time and effort getting here. It's all good. Yeah, holy you cow. came to me and on on old ninety five. <laughs> holy smokes, that is one day. Just I. This is what, one of the things that I keep seeing a lot of on this trip is motorcycle madness. Like dudes mm. on those really hot. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Crotch rockets or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Dude, peeling through the traffic to like 130. Yeah. Zoom, they just pass by like like lightning. I couldn't even believe it. And just trying to watch you it. You didn't like, drive much yeah. down in Florida when we were down there, but you know, yeah, after you lot. left, yeah, we lived down there. That, that stretch from uh, Palm Beach down to Miami is pretty dangerous. Yeah, right. Yep. Not good. It's, uh, yeah, and it's the most dangerous thing. I always tell people, you know, uh, when they're like, man, it's pretty dangerous doing this trip around the world sort of stuff. And uh, when I'm doing my presentations, I'm like, trust me, it's more dangerous me driving here tonight than it was going around the world. And I don't know if that's factual. Probably, probably not. Probably not. But statistically, probably. Well, maybe. Not that many people die going around the, around the world. <laughs> All yeah. right, false claims. Yeah. Let's fact check that one. Mike, Mike Porter, old friend, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank and, you, uh, Jerome. Until, until next time. Appreciate it.